Hey there, I'm Helen Ornelas, and I've been a life insurance, long-term care, and Medicare broker for over 20 years, helping thousands of clients during this time. I've come across all types of cases, questions, and calls from people who are in planning or in crisis and provided solutions. So welcome to the OnLive podcast with Helen Ornelas. Listen, you know as well as I do that taking care of important things in life is motivating, empowering, and even inspirational. You're thinking, what does this look like? If you're a business owner, executive, or someone who wants to know, what do I need to know about life events, how to prepare, where can I get help, you're in the right place. These life events will be coming your way, and you will receive these phone calls from your family, siblings, in-laws, grandparents, business partners, and friends. What calls do you think are coming my way? Let's find out. I'll be sharing stories, solutions from me, my clients, providers of service, and others that can help you now or in the future. We have the toolbox here on life, so if you're ready, let's get your toolbox loaded up. Hello, everyone. This is Helen Ornelas with On Life with Helen. And I hope everyone is doing well. We're in spring, so I know that everyone's probably thinking about that summer vacation that's coming up, kind of getting out and stretching our legs and getting caught up on all the things that has been on our bucket list maybe for the last couple years. My episode today is part one on volunteering. So part one is uh, I'm going to share my experience with my professional organization that I've been involved with for the last 10 years. And then part two is going to be a guest that I'm going to have, John Lanham, and he's going to share with us his philosophy on volunteering. And I have to say, he is number one, my husband, but number two, just has the most amazing attitude and words of advice in when you're volunteering and perspective. So I'm excited to have that show for you in the next week or so. Today, I'm just going to focus on the association that I've been involved with for the last 10 years and just share my insight and uh, see how it applies to you or it doesn't. I have been a part of the Sacramento Association of Health Underwriters We are a group that does a lot of advocacy work for health benefits, uh, health insurance, Medicare, and kind of anything in that realm. So I was asked to join uh, the Sacramento Association of Health Underwriters, which is referred to as SAHU, in 2013. An associate that I had worked with invited me to be on the board And I had just started out on my own with a a new career and was on the track of what I call being a solopreneur. That is someone who is basically out there on their own and trying to figure it out. And when you are a startup and you don't have a lot of people around you, it can get a little bit lonely. So it was a great opportunity to jump in, get to working with my peers in a more direct way, And I'll tell you what, it was the best thing I ever did for my career. So one of the things I want to talk about is being a solopreneur. And uh, that's a, a word that I learned working with Jack Canfield. When you're out there and you're starting, you know, and you maybe work in a corporate setting or you work with a group of people, you really don't realize how you kind of bounce your ideas off those little daily conversations around getting coffee in the water cooler 
really mean a lot. And then when you're out there on your own, uh, just getting started and you're trying to make a bunch of decisions, thinking about it's all on you now, right? So it's all on marketing and service and growth and just trying to get your bearings going. And to do it on your own is virtually impossible. So when I was invited onto the Sahu board, I really saw it as an opportunity to get connected, stay connected, and just have a resource of people that have been where I've been, because I've seen them. I've seen other people break out on their own, do a startup, and just see all of their trials and tribulations that they've gone through. And I knew what was ahead of me, but when you're experiencing it, that's a different thing. So finding your tribe, meaning whatever industry that you're in, you know, looking towards whether it's online or it's weekly or monthly, you want to get connected into your industry's tribe that works for you. So I was on the board and uh, really, really happy, didn't know what I was doing. Thank God there were people there to help me. Took me about two years to figure out how the board worked and what my part was. But what I did get out of it is I started feeling connected and people were seeing me show up every week, every month to our meetings and interactions. And then they got curious and I was curious about them. They were curious about me. And I ended up, you know, picking up business, getting established. People gave me a chance. They gave me a track to run on, which I'm still super grateful for. And it just helped me to have confidence to move forward. When you're starting up, you know, the first couple years or I would say the first three years are a challenge every day, right? You ask yourself, you know, why did I do this? Am I going to make it? And, you know, my biggest number one answer to that is just get up and put one foot in front of the other and just show up for that particular day and do the best you can. So when you belong to an association or, or some part of your industry and you're volunteering your time, there's so many different ways that you get to know people. It's business, personal. You get to hang out and have fun. When you're at conventions or doing events, you get to have maybe that five or 10 minute conversation with somebody and you really get to know them. It's just amazing. And then you also have the aspect of the work that you're doing for your association. In the health industry, every year we have legislative people that tell us which bills need attention. You learn about those, which in some ways you would never get exposed to until maybe the very, very last minute when it's really difficult to do things. And so volunteering your time to help for that advocacy means that you do things within your association or your chapter. Our chapter in Sacramento is super, super active. We probably do maybe six events all year outside of our monthly speaker events. Our big one is our crab feed, and it takes 10 months out of the year. And this year, I had the privilege of leading that committee, and I will tell you, it was a lot of work, but what a payoff. We have an amazing volunteer team. They work really, really hard. We had almost 400 people attend our crowd feed, one of our biggest fundraisers for the year. But it was really cool to see everybody having a great time. It was our first crowd feed in two years, so everybody was just so eager to get in there 
and say hello to all of the people that they haven't seen in the last couple of years. So even though volunteering sometimes can make you really tired or you ask yourself, holy cow, what did I get myself into? At the day of those events, when you see people having a great time and you get all the hugs and waves across the room and the two or three minute conversations just to kind of quickly get caught up with people is totally worth it. We also have an amazing golf tournament, which is probably the most fun. It's a little bit of an easier event to put together, but we have maybe 125 golfers every year get out there at the Auburn Ridge and have a really, really good time. We have a business expo that we put together, and we have a lot of volunteers that help with that as well. And that's where we bring in speakers. We do CE credits. And it's just another time for all of the vendors and the brokers and representatives in our community to get together. And that one's a little bit more business focused. And so uh, it has a different energy. We also have what we call our Vanguard Committee. And Vanguard is for people that are new to the industry. uh, And that can be a young people coming up or it could be somebody who's making a career change. And that's where we do a lot of our mixers throughout the year. Uh, We have one really cool one coming up called the Axe Throwing Contest in Rancho Cordova. That one's going to be super fun. We're going to have food trucks, teams and throwing axes, you know, some beer, wine. And that's where we just have fun in a little bit of a smaller, intimate setting. We probably have maybe 30 to 50 people show up, hang out, have a good time. And so in volunteering, when you're on the board or you're on one of those committees, it takes people to get those things done. And so that is one of the big things about volunteering is that work that needs to be done. What I've learned, and I've learned this from my husband, who is a an amazing volunteer person, is that you have to go in to volunteering, especially when it's for a specific event and stuff. It's not about you, which he'll share in his episode. It's about the service to the people that you are there for or the event. And so it's not for you to get a badge at the end of the event and said, hey, I volunteer for XYZ. It's more about the joy, the happiness, and the fulfillment of getting out there, volunteering, and providing a space and an opportunity for others to have fun or meet a particular goal, financial goal, legislative goal, whatever it is. So I am grateful that it's he's helped me change my mindset and get a little bit more when I volunteer. I, I sometimes get a little bit too much in the weeds and take on too much responsibility, but I'm learning to just sit in the moment, and when I'm volunteering, to put in perspective why I'm there, which is to provide space for that particular event, for that legislative purpose, and also just to maybe raise money so that you can continue to have these great events. The thing that for me was finding my tribe And that was finding a group of people where I could have a safe place for my successes, my failures, my speed bumps, and find people to kind of help me celebrate, help me get back up and figure out how to move forward. Or when I feel like maybe I'm off track, 
call someone, have a cup of coffee, have a lunch, find a mentor, which I just did a show last uh, episode 14 about mentorship. I will tell you that I have found probably five mentors being in the Sacramento Association of Health Underwriters. And some of them I check in with still to this day, four or five times a year. Sometimes it's one time a year because maybe I have something going on that's at a higher level and I just need to kind of bounce it off someone and hear about it. And being in my association of Sahu for the last 10, 11 years, I know who the players are. I know who I can ask for help. And if I need that confidentiality, I know who I can go to. And it's a really good feeling. So when something comes up, I feel like I have a place where I can reach out and get some help. So highly recommend. Again, if you're in a particular trade, find your tribe, spend some time there, and start networking. Network for your business, a network for personal friends, and network so that when you have a problem or you want to celebrate your successes, you have a group of people that you can do that with. On the personal side, I have probably, I don't know, 25 what I would call people that I know that I check in with on a regular basis throughout the year, have lunch. I have maybe 10 people that I would consider friends in the sense that I can talk to them about things. We go out, we have a good time. It's a little bit more social. And it's just a real comfort to know that through volunteering that I have created a network and get to participate with people who can help me both professionally and personally. Now, most organizations have a local chapter, a state chapter, a national and sometimes international chapter. And you get to decide how much of that that you want to bring on. But to get to know people across the country, there are huge benefits in that as well. I've not really experienced international yet, but it's on my list, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. I have experienced the state level and dipped my toe in things at the national level, which is the National Association of Health Underwriters, and going to their annual conference and getting to know some of the, the bigger players and the people that just kind of play at a higher level. And my gosh, they have dedicated their careers to volunteering and making things happen. And when you're in a particular industry, I know that you have recognized these people in your world as well. So one of the things that I've learned is when to say yes and when to say no. And that's taken quite a while to kind of get under my belt. If you're a natural leader, someone's going to recognize that right away and they're going to come to you quite frequently to volunteer and help and problem solve, and you always want to be eager to help, but I caution that you have some boundaries in place and keep yourself in a not overcommitted mindset so that you can enjoy the process. Uh, And I could be speaking about me probably more than anything. And saying no is okay. And sometimes saying no, but looking around and coming up for a solution to help is a way to say yes. But I have learned that saying no is just as powerful as saying yes. 
And uh, I even have it taped on my monitor here. That's kind of my mantra for 2021, which is you can say no or you can obligate yourself when you're volunteering. It's really hard to get kind of in the fear of missing out mode or just not knowing how to say no and getting overcommitted, which means volunteering uh, sometimes is no longer fun. And so it's up to you to create that balance because you are a valuable asset to that organization. And the more present and fun that you can be in participating is a really, really good place to be. So I do want to talk about when you're on a board and or leadership in an organization, uh, that's where mentorship comes in, where you always have to be looking two, three, four years down the line as to who would make a great president, incoming president, or different positions in that board, because a board should be fresh. A board should be a mixture of people that are you know, starting to retire, semi-retiring, people that are very active in their careers that are mature, and then the new people that are coming on board. Now, for our association, we are in transition with our board, and we are making a successful transition to the next, what I call, generation. So we have now the majority of the people on our board, I would say, are in our in their 40s and 30s, which is just perfect. There are a couple of the, what I call, more mature business owner and members who are there to kind of help and answer questions, be a resource for past events and how things have been, and, and just kind of be available to help in that mentorship. And it is super exciting. You know, it's a little bit like our, our government. We still have people gosh, what are they in their late 70s and 80s that are still kind of calling the shots? Well, I don't know. Just like on our board, there's a time for the new generation to take over and we have to let go. So super excited for all of these, I don't even know what to call them. They're just exciting business owners, people working in the industry that have stepped up and are taking the baton And the association is going to be different, right? You have, it's time for that. It's time for it to evolve and have new ideas and fresh ideas and even how it's run. You know, do we meet in person or do we stay virtual? Do we have more mixers uh, that are in person to have a little bit more fun? Uh, You know, we're just in this time of change and I'm super excited to see the future of our association move forward. I'm, I'm very, very confident it's going to be around for a very, very long time. So if you're interested in learning about what we do, you can go to sahu-ca.com and kind of check out what we do. We are a local chapter in the greater Sacramento area, and we have our California chapter And also we have our national chapter, which is the National Association of Health Underwriters. Now, we are all the way throughout the the entire country, and we do work in every state and at the national level, and we are in the know, and we work for your employer plan, your individual plans for health insurance, 
um, ancillary products that go around that, and Medicare. We really help to make sure that there's transparency as much as possible. Just an amazing amount of stuff that goes on every day that you may not even know. And I'm sure that's the same in your industry. Whatever part that you belong to, there are things that you're doing to help us maybe not even know that we needed to know. And so I want to thank you for your service out there. So as I transition off of the Sacrament Association board, but I have one more year to go and be there for mentorship and in transition, and then I'll just continue to be a member and support and be available for anyone who has any questions or needs anything. I have, in the last two years, moved over to Rotary, and that's been very interesting. It's a different type of volunteering. It's not focused on your work, which is kind of a relief. It's one that you learn to give back to your local community, participate in what's going on in so many levels from children, you know, health issues like, you know, eradicating polio, water, clean water around the world. It's just amazing. And it for me, it's a little bit more relaxing because I just get to show up as Helen and participate in the projects. Uh, that's another organization I say almost anything you join is going to take a couple years to kind of figure out how it all works. And I even see in our in our chapter here in Auburn Rotary that there's a big push and a transition to get what I call fresh blood in there to carry on and be available. Uh, we have a lot of events throughout the year. We just finished on Saturday a brew fest, which I had minimal participation in except for the cleanup crew, which of course is the most important crew at the end of the event. It was so fun. I don't know how many people were there, but there was like 20 breweries and they had a huge committee get all of that sorted out. I think there was like seven or eight food trucks, a chili cook-off, bands. I mean, it was super, super cool. And it was in my neighborhood. I just had to drive up the road to participate. But what was fun, there was a big shout out and volunteers to make sure that we were there to clean up so that that didn't end up being on any, you know, two or three person's plate. And only like six people had signed up online. But when I got there, my gosh, there was like 15, 20 people there ready to help. And I'm talking about people of all ages, 80. 70, 50, 30, and everyone just did what they could. And that's what volunteering is about. Literally, I would say that place was cleaned up and packed up in just over an hour. It was amazing. And, you know, with me being new, I had never been to that event. So I was a little bit, you know, lost. People helped me figure out what we needed to do. But for next year, I can just jump in and we can get that place cleaned up really quickly. One of the other things that I participate, and this is all about volunteering your time in your community or in your field of expertise, is the Auburn Rotary Scholarship Fund. And so that's an area that I've been participating in, I think, it for two years now, maybe even three that there's a certain amount of money set aside, and we go through, I think this year we went through maybe 45 applications for scholarships. Super interesting to see what people 
are doing while they're in junior high and high school and what they want to do with their life. So we have several categories. This goes on for two or three months and we whittle it down. I don't know, this year, I think we had maybe 11 recipients and it was a real joy to see these young folks come in, see how they're learning how to volunteer, work in the clubs that they have at school, grades and You know, we spread it across. We have some folks that are in need. We have people that are middle of the road performers, and then we have the high achievers. And so it's really nice to be able to give everybody an opportunity out there who's earned one. The other thing is when you meet with 45, 46 teenagers, you see that the world is really going to be in good hands because, you know, we always think, oh my gosh, this next generation, how's the world going to survive? Well, it always does. And when you get an opportunity to sit in front of 45 different teenagers that are trying to figure out what their next step is, you get to see that everything is going to be okay, just like it was for us. So in Rotary, for me, volunteering, learning a new way to volunteer is my next phase. We have all kinds of events and speakers and things that come in. And so as I transition out of my professional association, SAHU, as far as being involved at a board level, I'm super excited to now to be able to have the time to participate in Rotary. So In closing, this is going to be a very short conversation. If you're a solopreneur out there trying to get jump-started, make sure that you join an association or a group of people that are going to support you, that you can celebrate all of your success. Sometimes you're going to fall. Sometimes you're going to hit a speed bump. And so be an organization that can support you in your career. And then as you grow, they can help you maybe get employees learn how to network and join with other business owners to maybe expand your business. Maybe they have tools or something that you can leverage to help you out. I do not recommend you being a solopreneur. Find a way to have support so that your life can be easier. You can enjoy the process a little bit more because a solopreneur can get super lonely. It can be very narrow And you will only grow your business when you have more people around you to support you. So find your tribe. You may have to join a couple of associations or organizations, but don't give up hope. There are people just like you out there in the world that are looking for folks to participate with them. Most importantly, as we come to the end, the last thing, learn to say yes. Learn to say no. Have your boundaries in check. You can always uncommit yourself when you do that or when you say no. Maybe try and help them find a solution because they came to you for a reason. Maybe there's a different way that you can solve that problem or another person who can fill your spot. So this is about how I volunteer, the Sacramento Association of Health Underwriters, Auburn Rotary, Super excited to bring you John Lanham, who spends a lot of his time volunteering at the Sacramento State Railroad Museum. I'm really grateful for his insight on volunteering and cannot wait to bring his 
philosophy and how he approaches volunteering. So thank you so much. I hope you have that summer vacation planned. Stay healthy, and I will be talking with you soon. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of On Life with Helen Ornelas podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already subscribed, rated, and reviewed on your favorite podcast player, please do. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly, helen at ornellasinsurance.com, H-E-L-E-N at O-R-N-E-L-L-A-S insurance.com. In closing, this podcast is dedicated to all who believe in preparing for the future and beyond. Beyond.